It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to another edition of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. We're six games into the 2019-20 season, including the first two games on home ice taking place last week in the Fuel, currently with a mark of three wins and three losses in those six games mostly against division foes. Four of the six have come within the Central Division, and the next three will as well, as, of course, it's an unbalanced, very division-heavy schedule. And the Fuel had a pretty good start at home last weekend, taking on the defending Brabham Cup champion, the regular season champion, Cincinnati Cyclones, a team with a dozen players back from their regular season championship team. And... Friday night couldn't have been any better. A 3 nothing shutout. Charles Williams getting the shutout in his home debut for the Fuel, making 22 saves. And Indy winning 3 to nothing the next night. A good start, but of a couple of unfortunate goals that Cincinnati was able to convert in the second period. Then they were able to hold on to knock off the Fuel 3-2 to in a really good, well-played game. And we'll take a look back at both of those games here momentarily. Coming into the... Fourth week of the season, a couple of guys really playing well, really a lot of guys really playing well. This Fuel team, we told you going into the year, was going to be deep, and that's definitely been the case. Spencer Watson, currently nine points in six games. He has tallied a point in all six contests, four goals and five assists for Spencer. Alex Krushelniski, two goals and six assists. Twelve different players have found the back of the net in the Fuel six game, and every skater except one who has appeared in a game, has registered at least one point in a contest this season, which is really impressive to show how deep this team is and how it can get scoring from just about anywhere. This weekend, the Fuel are headed up to Fort Wayne to take on the Comets for the first time this year, and then it's back to the Indiana Farmers Coliseum next weekend to start a three-game homestand and cap off this run of games against divisional foes. The Toledo Walleye come in Friday night, November 8th. That'll be military night. That's the first of 13 meetings with Toledo this season, including the first of six at home. And then the Cyclones return for the third of seven meetings at the Coliseum and 11 overall against Cincinnati. It's Pucks and Paws night, so you can get a special ticket for your dog as well and bring your dog to the game Saturday night against the Cincinnati Cyclones. Again, Friday night, 735 face-off, 6.05 p.m. face-off on all Saturday games this year on November 8th and 9th. And then our first weeknight game, of the season will take place November 13th. That's a Wednesday against the Kansas City Mavericks. It'll be a 7.05 face-off. That'll be November night for the Fuel. We're going to try a few different formats on Under the Hood as the season progresses. One of those will be the format that you've heard all summer and the last couple of weeks, and that is really the extended interview show where we get a guest and have an extended in-depth conversation with that guest and really get the opportunity to introduce you to different people throughout the Indy Fuel organization, as well as former players and people involved with Indianapolis hockey and people involved with the Chicago Blackhawks organization as well. But also one thing that fans came to me last year and said repeatedly is we're always at the games. We don't get a chance to hear your intermission interviews and the people you get a chance to talk to during the intermissions, or maybe they catch a snippet of it on the concourse and want to hear more. So this week, we'll debut a different format for Under the Hood that we'll bring you from time to time, and that is 
playing some of the interviews that we had, and the conversations we had that we played during the intermissions on our broadcasts so that those of you who were at the games this weekend and unable to hear them can hear them. And those of you who were not uh, and were listening can relive them and have them saved for posterity as well. So this week, we introduce you to the Indy Fuel's newly minted captain, Matthew Thompson. We had a chance to have an extended conversation with him over the summer on a previous episode of Under the Hood. But we chat a lot about Matthew becoming the captain of the Fuel. He, of course, takes the reins from Zach Miskovic, who held the position for three of the last four years. Michael Neal and Mike Duco have also worn the C for the Fuel for a season. But Matthew Thompson... Really well-deserving guy. Had a chance to talk to his college coach, Adam Krug, from Adrian College uh, last week, and he could not say enough good things about Matthew. Said he's a 24-7 guy. He is somebody who has just a great work ethic. Compared his approach and his preparation to NHL players, and Adam said, my brother plays for the Boston Bruins. I see this every day, you know, what it takes to really prepare and play at the highest level. And Matthew does those things. And that was a really high praise for from his college coach. And Doug Christensen said he's a 24-7 guy. He doesn't take time off, and he really is a great leader for this group. So we'll uh, chat with him. We'll also talk with Michael Doherty. And, of course, the Fuel's guest on opening night was Jim Cornelison. He sang the national anthem to kick off the 2019-20 home schedule, and we had a chance to talk with uh, him, and we'll bring that conversation to you as well. But first, let's take a look back at the two games last week for the Fuel. Friday night was a perfect opener for the Fuel. Great night and it started with a great anthem. Those are the final few notes of Jim Cornelison's national anthem from Friday night. We'll hear from him later on in the podcast. The game started off Friday night as a goaltending duel between Charles Williams of the Fuel and Michael Hauser, the reigning goaltender of the year in the ECHL from Cincinnati. And Williams had his hands full early because the Cyclones really had a lot going in the first period, got 10 shots on goal. Charles stopped them all, and then the Fuel got on the board on a deflection from Michael Doherty. Fuel win the draw. Rising puts it through traffic and scores! It broke through Hauser right off the faceoff. Jake Rising shot it from the point. It was deflected in by Doherty as it got through Hauser and the Fuel with a one to nothing lead on what appears to be Michael Doherty's first goal of the season off the deflection. And ends up going right between the legs of Michael Hauser. A face-off win for the Fuel in the offensive zone. Great face-off won by Nathan Knoll. That's one of those set face-off plays. That's one of those things in practice you work on. You win the draw, your wingers get to the net. That's yours truly, and Nick Olchek, my new broadcast partner for the 2019-20 Fuel season on the call. Glad to introduce you and really excited to introduce you to Nick this season. He has added a completely new dimension to our broadcast. His hockey knowledge is uh, tremendous. He's played the game at the collegiate level as well as uh, played at very high levels of junior hockey and has been around the game his whole life. And he is a fantastic analyst, and we're really glad to have him as part of the broadcast and introduce him to you as well with that call. 
Charles Williams really was the show on Friday night, making 22 saves, including a couple of big ones in the third period to help preserve the lead. As Ben Yowds gave the Fuel a 2 to nothing lead in the second, and then Charles Williams made the plays to make it stand up. Comes out to the point for Goslin. Hilson won three traffic. Save made by Williams, and he got the rebound on Jesse Schultz, who tried to poke it past the pad from the doorstep. To Cody Soul, left point. He'll send one intentionally wide looking for Angeli. Out in front, a shot. Great save made by Williams on Shaw Boomhauer. And we have a whistle with 3.53 to go. Here's one final shot. It comes late. The Fuel win it 3 to nothing. Charles Williams with the shutout. It's Charles Williams night and the Indy Fuel's night. Williams makes 22 saves for his first shutout. As a member of the Fuel, they win it 3 to nothing. Nathan Knoll added a late empty netter to set that three to nothing final margin. Really solid game for the fuel. Doherty from Rizik and Knoll. Yowds from Watson and Crucial Niski on the power play and then Knoll unassisted into an empty net, giving the fuel that three to nothing victory. On Saturday night, the fuel had a really good start and a big reason why Tim Shoop with a pair of first period goals to give the fuel a two to one lead. To Matt Rupert, he shoots, save made. Rebound comes out, high shot, score! Into the high slot. Tim Shoot stepped into one and ripped it past Hauser, and we're tied at one. Collect it, send it to Krusiniski, out to Shoop. Center point, shoots and scores! Tim Shoop, his second goal of the night. This one from right inside the hash marks, and the fuel lead it two to one. How about Tim Shoup? Picks the same spot in which he scored the first goal of the game. And another goal. Another contribution from a defenseman. They get a good forecheck in and then they find the high man. Shoup activating from the blue line. Doesn't just hang up by the blue line. He gets in the zone, gets open, and puts it in the same spot. Low blocker on Hauser. Unfortunately for the Fuel, Cincinnati would answer with a pair of second period goals. John Edward beating out an icing and then taking a strange carom off the boards into the crease and beating Chase Marshawn to the puck for the tying goal. And then Cody Soule off a face-off that came after an icing that the Fuel had disputed but looked like a good call. And uh, that set the Fuel up for a defensive zone draw. Corey Ward went it right back to Cody Soule for the go-ahead goal. Indy had its chances in the third period. The Fuel with a pair of third-period power plays, but were unable to cash in, and uh, they fall 3-2. to two. And really, what was a well-played game on Saturday night? Just one of those where the opposing team just gets one more than you do. That happens sometimes in hockey. But Indy now turns its sight toward another division foe this weekend in the Fort Wayne Comets, and then two more next weekend at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Again, Toledo coming in, 7.30 p.m. face-off next Friday night, and then Cincinnati, a 6.05 p.m. face-off next Saturday night, November 9th. Back-to-back games again for the Fuel at home. That three-game homestand will conclude on November 13th against the Kansas City Mavericks at 7.05 p.m. As we mentioned earlier, we have some interviews that we conducted at the rink and brought to you during the intermissions of our broadcasts on Friday and Saturday night. But many of you wanted to hear them as well. So we're going to share them with you. First of all is the newly minted captain of the Indy Fuel, Matthew Thompson. Matthew's in his second full professional season. He also played a little bit at the end of the 2017-18 season after finishing his college career at Adrian College 
in Michigan. This summer, he became the first ever former Adrian hockey player to sign an American Hockey League contract as he signed with the Rockford Ice Hogs and was assigned to the Fuel to begin the season and was very quickly named captain. A very young player in terms of pro experience, but somebody who's been around a long time. He was captain two years at Adrian College and really began to show a lot of leadership last season and is somebody with a lot of familiarity with Indy, with familiarity with the front office and the city can really be a good resource for the new players coming in, but also somebody that a lot of the guys in the room really look up to. And now he's wearing the C on his sweater as a second year pro. Here is our conversation with the captain of the Indy Fuel, Matthew Thompson. How much of an honor is it for you to be chosen as a, as a leader and as a captain by your teammates and your coaching staff and the opportunity to wear the C? Yeah, it's a big honor. Um, I think any time you get to wear a letter in general, it's it's a big honor, never mind at the professional level. So yeah. it's something I don't take lightly, but at the same time, a lot of responsibility comes with it. Um, so I think I'm ready for it. There's, there's a lot of support around me from both Coach uh, Doug and Coach Andy. And, uh, and in the room, there's a lot of really good leaders, a lot of guys that could have easily been wearing a letter this year. So, so I think it'll be good, and, and they should help. How much does the familiarity with the city, with the, some of the guys, and just having been in Indy before help you as far as being a leader and just being able to kind of introduce some guys around the, the city and the rink and everything? Yeah, it helps. Um, I guess this is my second and a half season coming up, so... Um, familiar with with the area, like you said, with the the rink, the staff, all that kind of stuff. It it helps. Um, guys are always asking questions, um, and yeah, just trying to help out any way I can. Um, obviously, it helps, like you said, um, being somewhere where you're comfortable, familiar with, you know, the ins and outs, all that kind of stuff. It helps. So so yeah, just trying to use that and help out as much as I can. How much did you draw from uh, Misko's leadership style last year or Michael Neal, who was the captain your your first partial season here? Yeah, both both were exceptional leaders. Um, Misko, I can't say enough good things about him. He took me under his wing right when I came from college and uh, kind of showed me the ropes. Um, sure. You know, you can't say a bad thing about the guy. I don't, I've never heard anybody say anything that isn't positive about him so I think that speaks volumes um, to be a universally liked guy like he is um, means a lot and uh, he's already reached out um, told me you know if I have any questions any way he can help uh, to definitely swing by give him a call meet up for coffee whatever the case may be so yeah it it helps seeing how he coped with things how he how he ran things all that and um, definitely be drawing on some of that for sure can you also draw on your two years wearing the C at Adrian and uh, having that leadership experience already? Yeah, it's it's something you can draw on, um, but at the same time, you know, it's different different bodies in the room, different coach, different organization, all that. Um, so use what you can, but at the same time, a lot of things are going to be different. Um, you just kind of have to adapt with with what's in front of you at the moment and. Um, and roll with the swings. Um, I think I can draw on it from from balancing the ups and downs. Um, 
and, and hopefully it'll work out, yeah. What is your leadership style like? Are you a vocal guy? Or are you a lead-by-example guy, a little bit of both? Um, I, I like to think a little bit of both. Um, you know, I'm not going to be an overly vocal guy all the time. I think I think there's a time and a place to say things, time and a place to do things. Um, and, yeah, I think you just have to realize time and a place and, and, and balance it where, you know, it's a long season, 72 games, 72-plus hopefully this year. So you have to, you have to learn to balance it and, and control what you can control and, and step up when needed. How much for you is just having that full pro season under your belt, create that familiarity so you can really hit the ground running this year? It's huge, um, especially with how the season ended for me last year. Um, gave me a lot of confidence going into this year. Um, hope to, to draw on a lot of what I what I learned last year throughout the course of the year and, um, and keep things going in the right direction. Four games is kind of a little early to really kind of feel the pulse of the team, but do you like this group of guys, and do you kind of like the the identity this team's starting to develop? Yeah, it's it's a special group. It's it's really really a great hockey team. Very very deep, um, very high skilled, very fast. So it's it's fun. It's it's fun to come to the rink every day right now. Um, you know, every guy can make a difference night in, night out, and, and we've seen that already. But at the same time, we've seen where if we get away from our game plan, we're not just able to show up. And win. We have to pay attention to the details, do the little things, and then let our skill and, and game take over. So, yeah, it's definitely an exciting, positive group, and, uh, and I can see us making some noise this year. How much does that depth, you know, how important is that? Because you've got a team full of guys that either have scored or have scored at a 20-goal pace really throughout your lineup. Right. Does that allow guys to really fit into roles very well? Absolutely. Um, I think this league's big on depth. Um, you know, we have a lot of guys trying to move up to the next level. Um, so at some point, that depth is going to be called upon, whether it's early whether it's the last week of the season, nobody you can't can't predict it, right? So the the guys that aren't in night in night out can easily be in night in night out on many many other teams in this league. So I think it'll help us as the season progresses um, with call ups, with injuries, anything like that. And and when those guys do get their chance, I don't think there's a single guy in the room that'll doubt their abilities. So it'll work. What's the excitement of? finally getting an opportunity to play here at home in front of your home crowd not have to get on a bus and go yeah. to Wichita or Kansas City <laughs> we're excited it's uh it's something we've been waiting for a while um like I said a lot of American League contracts are camps in the room so we've been uh at camp or preseason or whatever for for some while and uh and yeah we're chomping at the bit here to play at home in front of our fans our home rink all that so we're excited to get it going thanks a lot Matthew thank you Michael Doherty is one of several new additions to the Indy Fuel, one of six players on the Fuel roster who played for head coach Doug Christensen in Manchester last season. And Doherty made a heck of a debut with the Fuel on a Friday night. Not only did he have the game-winning goal on a deflection of Jake Rizek's shot in the second period, giving Indy a one to nothing lead, he also fought Shaw Boomhauer later on in the second period and had himself a really big night Doherty is somebody who grew up 
in Massachusetts, played his college hockey at Yale, started his professional career in Manchester, New Hampshire. So he's really spent his whole hockey career in New England. So now had the opportunity to come out to the Midwest with head coach Doug Christensen and continue Obviously, the fuel tradition, but also a lot of uh, what was happening in Manchester last year. And here is our conversation from Saturday night with Michael Doherty. Get an opportunity to play back-to-back games at home after your first four on the road. How good does it feel to be at home and play in front of the home crowd? Yeah, it's definitely nice. You get to be in your routine, uh, play in front of the home crowd. That definitely give you a boost. And, uh, you know, last night was exciting, and hopefully we can build on it tonight describe last night was that a game where once you kind of got your legs under you in the first period you were really able to uh, get going and really impose your will yeah I think so I mean I think uh, we played them twice in the preseason and you can kind of get a feel that it was going to be a pretty good rivalry this year and I think guys might have been a little bit too over ramped up and for the opening night and whatnot but after we settled in I thought we we tried to play our game and got better as it went on your goal last night uh how much do you work on those deflections and able to get to get to one and get a pass the keeper? Yeah, it's definitely something we work on a lot during the week in practice. And, you know, a lot of those goals are scored from, from in the paint and kind of just trying to cause some havoc and luckily it went in. How good does it feel to get that first one out of the way? Oh, it feels great. You know, uh, kind of settle in a little bit there. Hopefully they start coming more. Describe the game your line has had. Uh, last night, really active on the four check forced a lot of turnovers and obviously that led to some good things happening yeah i think all of us try to be north south players um try to get on that four check like you said and, and cause some problems i think when we when we have the puck low and we're possessing pucks i think we're tough to deal with and hopefully we get more pucks than that describe yourself as a player what type of game do you try to play yeah i try to play a north south game try to play hard try to play fast and uh you know whether that's on the, on the penalty kill or or just every every shift you know it's Try to bring some some uh, tough energy out there, and hopefully, hopefully it works out. You were in a call up last year, a few games in the American Hockey League. How good was that for you, and how much did you learn from those few games that you had that you've been able to take to your ECHL game? Yeah, you know, I think it's nice. You work you work real hard down here in the ECHL to to get a call up and. Kind of took a while to get there, but it was nice to see that your hard work pays off and you get a little bit of a taste of what the game's like up there and what you need to do to stay there. So, yeah, I think it definitely gives you a little bit more confidence when you come back to, to get back up there, too. What are your impressions of Indy? You've, uh, you're from New England. You've played uh, college hockey at Yale and uh, played your first couple of years of professional in uh, Manchester. You're in the Midwest. What's uh, kind of your impressions of Indy the first month you've been here? Oh, it's been great, yeah. I mean, I've never really lived out of New England, like you said, so it's a... It's a it's a welcome change. Uh, I think it's a change of face for sure. But uh, people are all really nice, first class organization. Fans have been great, so no complaints. The youth hockey in in Massachusetts and New England is somewhat legendary. How does the competition that you saw game in and game out, day in and day out, the coaching you got help prepare you to get here? Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's so many good programs that every every weekend growing up, you're playing against some some top players that are there. a lot of them are still playing. So. I think the competition just just breeds uh, you know desire to keep playing and getting better and create a lot of good friends that are, that are still playing in the game. So it's it's definitely a cool place to, to grow up playing. What drew you to Indy here in the off season? Uh, obviously, Doug coached me last year in match. Uh, had a good relationship with him. So what he's like as a coach and what the team that he was building here. So kind of seemed like a no brainer. You've got a lot of familiar faces from Manchester. How much does that help with the transition for you and and for Doug to have some familiar faces to work with? 
Oh, it's really nice. You know, coming to a new team, it's always it's always a challenge. But uh, when you get a couple of familiar friends, some really good buddies, uh, makes you feel at home pretty quickly. Um, you know, it's it's also nice. Guys can can ask you questions about certain things that you know Doug likes in practice or the game. Um, I think it's kind of the best of both worlds. Got got a good crew from Indy last year too. So thanks a lot. Good luck today. Thank you. Our final guest on this edition of Under the Hood is Jim Cornelison. He needs no introduction, but we're going to give him one anyway. The Chicago Blackhawks longtime national anthem singer, and he also performs at many other events throughout the year, especially in the Chicago area. He has performed at at least one Indy Fuel game ever since the opening night of the franchise back in 2014. And so this is his sixth consecutive year performing for the Indy Fuel. He also performs every May in Indianapolis as he has become a tradition at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, taking over for the great Jim Neighbors in singing Back Home Again in Indiana. And he does it a very different style than Jim Neighbors did, but it is one that has been very quickly beloved and accepted and has become a hallmark in a very short time of the month of May in Indianapolis. And of course, we love having him here with the Indy Fuel. As Nick Olchek, my broadcast partner, said on Friday night, you can close your eyes and it feels like you're at the Madhouse on Madison because the crowd is roaring, his voice is booming, and it's a little slice of Chicago and a little slice of the United Center here at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum every time Jim Cornelison comes in to sing the national anthem. And so we always enjoy talking to Jim. He's an Indiana University grad, has significant ties here to central Indiana, and always enjoys coming to visit Indianapolis, either in the month of May or every time he gets a chance to sing with the Indy Fuel. Here was our conversation from before Friday night's game. First of all, you've come and done this several times. How special is it to come to Indy and be a part, not just of the Blackhawks, but the Blackhawks affiliate and support the affiliate as well? Well, I think this is a fantastic organization. I'll get out and do a lot of uh, minor league hockey games and uh, like the pregame show that they put on here at the Fuel with the fire shooting out. You know, it's really dramatic. I, I've been to a lot of minor league hockey games. I don't think anybody does anything as uh, as dramatic as that to start a game. It can startle you, you know. <laughs> so I think they put on a great show. The Coliseum itself is fantastic. So I'm always happy to come down. How much does it mean to you that you are as well-received in your performance of the anthem is as well received not just in Chicago but here in India and really throughout the Midwest. Well, I've I've been fortunate. The uh, Blackhawks has served as a very public uh, platform where you know I've had great opportunities come out of that. People have responded to the anthem all around the country as I've as I've done it and here at uh, at uh, the Farmers Coliseum for these fuel games. You know, you got a lot of Blackhawk fans, a lot of hockey fans who just. They really appreciate how we do the anthem up in Chicago, and uh, and you get great energy here in the uh, in the stadium when when we do it. The great tradition in Chicago of cheering through the anthem. How much do you feed off of that as a singer? Well, quite a lot. Uh, the first time I the first time I sang and uh, everybody started cheering, uh, I could feel that energy kind of going through my body a lot. Kind of, uh, uh, I had to kind of press it down just to keep from choking up, right? Because. Uh, uh, you don't want to. You don't want to get too emotional when you sing. It can mess you up. And uh, it's been. Uh, there's been so many great experiences now after three Stanley Cups and a couple Winter Classics, the Stadium Series games. You know these these big 
the hockey games, not to mention the rallies, yeah. you know, so uh, after we won the Stanley Cup. So that's been um, truly, uh, I don't know, a special, emotionally charged uh, series of, you know, events. Uh, and you you mentioned before we uh, went on that you're pretty busy. You're doing some Mecham auctions. You're doing Northwestern's homecoming tomorrow. Doing this tonight. Obviously, the Blackhawks just finished a seven-game homestand. How many nights a year do you work and and keep you busy? Well, I do about uh, this year probably 175, 180 events. What's really changed is how much more that has involved travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indianapolis, after now going on my fourth year uh, with Indianapolis 500. Um, you know that's uh, that's a big deal, and that's kind of made Indianapolis like another hometown for me. The Indy 500, you got the opportunity to do that a few years ago, and very quickly became embraced not just by Doug Bowles and the staff at IMS, but really by the Indianapolis crowd. How special is that for you? It's a different song, but how special is it to be a part of the Indy 500 and to have been as quickly accepted as you have been? Oh, that's. Uh that's amazing. Everybody loves Jim Neighbors so much. You come into the situation and you just hope that you can uh, you can address it with as much uh, respect and uh, and with your very best effort, and that people will will say, "Hey, okay, this will work for us." And uh, and I feel like that you know that happened. And so, whenever you're accepted by people in that way, it's uh, it's always a real honor. Thanks a lot, Jim. You bet. That's Jim Cornelison, the anthem singer for the Chicago Blackhawks, who kicked off the 2019-20 season for the Indy Fuel with the anthem on Friday night at our home opener. Again, the Fuel on the road, just one game this week, Saturday night, November 2nd, in Fort Wayne, 7.30 face-off at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum, and then three straight at home. It's military night on Friday, November 8th against the Toledo Walleye, 7.35 p.m. The puck goes down. The next night, Cincinnati comes in for its third visit of the season, 6.05 p.m. for Pucks and Paws night. That will be Saturday night, the 9th of November. Then Wednesday, the 13th, is Movember night as the Fuel take on the Kansas City Mavericks at 7.05 p.m. Get your tickets at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office, all Ticketmaster outlets, and Indy Fuel Hockey Dot com. We want to thank you for joining us on this edition of Under the Hood and also thank Matthew Thompson, Michael Doherty, and Jim Cornelison for being our guests. Until next time, this is the broadcast voice of the fuel, Andrew Smith. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.